Welcome to the 28th episode of Bless My Bacon, the world's only and most popular bacon-only podcast. This week, we're talking to Billy Stitt of Billy's Bacon in Fairhope, Alabama. Bless my bacon. Well, this is the second show that I have featured a guest more than once, and for good reason. Billy Stitt is the owner of Billy's Bacon in Fairhope, Alabama, arguably one of the best bacon producers in Alabama, if not the nation. He has grown his business immensely since the beginning of his restaurant and bacon producing business. Uh, Had a chance to talk with him. We're going to go a little more in depth about his business, his goals, Uh, And of course, we're going to be talking about bacon. So once again, it's my pleasure to introduce you to Billy Stitt. He is the owner of Old 27 Grill and more importantly, Billy's Bacon in Fairhope, Alabama. And I had you on uh, last year and it was great to talk to you, but I wanted to talk to you again simply because um, I know more about bacon now. And I want to know more about your bacon process uh, and just everything about your business because you're incredibly successful. Welcome, with all that said. Thank you. Billy, I look on the Internet for small batch bacon producers, and you are at the top of every search that I do. And you're arguably one of the best small batch bacon artisans in the United States, if not the best. So... How did all this happen? How did you go from, you know, a dude who's working at Ruby Tuesdays to this bacon juggernaut? How did that happen? A whole lot of pieces to that puzzle. (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, I I learned how to make bacon when I was a teenager. And and then uh, I worked for an independent restaurant and, you know, became a chef and a manager and, um, and then went on into the corporate world with Ruby Tuesday, but uh, as a hobby every year in between, you know, being a teenager and to when I started the bacon company, I would, you know, make a couple of batches a year uh, the way the man taught me how to make it and um, just kind of as a hobby and having fun. And then uh, 12 years ago when I built a restaurant, I built a little catering kitchen behind my music stage and and I said, well, let me start practicing making my bacon a little more often. And then I would order other people's bacon that said it was this or said it was that. Everything I would find would either be so smoky that all you tasted was smoke or so encapsulated in some kind of flavor that you forgot that it was pork. And... I kept telling myself, I said, I want to keep making bacon the way I learned how to make it. And I want to make it so that a chef would be able to grab it and use it as a, in their recipe and it'd still be their recipe. And that's where I landed about six years ago and we got our USDA license and we hadn't looked back. We are just making it like crazy. I ordered some of your bacon last year and I got to say of of all the bacon that I've tried, you know, small batch and otherwise, your bacon, it is the sexiest bacon I have seen yet. And by sexy, I mean, 
the the striations of of fat and meat and the color and the shape and just the way that it peels apart i mean everything about it is amazing and i don't know how you do it but congrats well, on I, all that thank you i have a a really good team that really put a lot of time and effort and they're very patient and and they help me control things and our consistency is what makes our product so good and billy i i learned a lot more about you today just from doing a little bit of research you source most of your bellies from illinois is that correct yeah southern illinois a little southern iowa and some minnesota nice why did you choose to source your hogs from the midwest well to be honest with you in the beginning i really thought i was going to be able to you know have it right down here but it's so hot down here um that the pigs don't eat like they should and um you know whereas if the temperature's right and they're in the right conditions it takes about eight months to to get to slaughter weight but down here it takes a lot longer and and they just don't um you just don't get the result that i like so i was able to find these guys with a few small farms and, and now i've got a bunch of them that are growing for me and as far as your pig breeds that you use uh, you know it's prominent on your website uh, you use the you know uh chantilly white and uh berkshire red that's right pigs now i'm curious chantilly whites what breed are they derived from well, that is the Charlotte's Web pig. I don't know how else to say it in any other way, but that 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 that's where it comes from. What was your thinking with regard to both these pigs and and breeding them together? What what makes that a better mix for you? Okay, I tested a whole lot of different variations, and it always came back to those those breeds. Um, you got a thick belly. Uh, even the uh, you know you have the ups and downs on a, on a side, and um, the ups even though they're lean they're still thick, and the downs are are fattier and, and much thicker but still high quality. So I found that the uh, the entire side was a lot more attractive, um, and then it accepted my cure better, and. Um, you know, throughout our process, everything just seemed to work really well. And I've stuck with it ever since. The company you used to work for, the corporate company, Ruby Tuesdays, they actually wanted you personally to study pork belly. I want to know <laughs> what you learned from all that. And then your trip to uh, Italy as well. What did you learn about pork belly during that time? Well, I, I've been asked to look into bacon on about three different occasions in my lifetime by other people. I was on a quality team when I was in the corporate world, and that's where I learned a whole lot about it. It really has a lot to do with the farmer. Um, you could ask for this and request this from a, someone who sources it, but if you get a chance to talk to some of our farmers, you're going to get the answer the, the way you need it faster and um and i'm not saying that you know wholesale companies and the buyers are doing things wrong 
I'm just saying anytime you get a chance to go directly to the farmer, you're you're gonna you're gonna come out winning every single time. Um, and then when I went to Italy, uh, I really was just looking at cured meats, all the different options, and really open to one day have a large enough facility where I can use all parts of the pig to make all the fun stuff that you know the Europeans and the Americans have grown to love, from salamis to to uh, great Spanish hams. Um, and all that fun stuff, which I hope to get to one day. Have you experimented much with uh, hog jowl bacon? I have, and I get a request for that every now and then, and um, it's on my list. Uh, it will happen when we expand, um, but at this time, it's just all belly bacon, and I really make it all that I can, all I can keep up with. And as far as like the back bacon. Do you have any plans for that at all, or is that something you'll leave to somebody else? No, that's also on the list. Basically, every part of the pig is on the list. Um, we know that when we get to that stage with our little company that, that uh, we can really generate a lot more products and SKUs that would, uh, you know, following our process, which would make us stand out and, and really, really separate us in the industry. Your business philosophy for Billy's Bacon, how does that make your product better than others? Well, a lot of my business philosophy philosophy is uh, mandated by finances. <laughs> so when I, sometimes when I say I'm not in a hurry, I'm also saying I can't afford it right now. But, you know myself and my team we know what we're doing is right and we know the product we're producing is second to none and I, you know I guess if just somebody just came in here and helped me in a huge huge way we could really scale up and explode but maybe there's a reason outside of my of my head that it just hadn't hit there yet but uh, I don't want to just have this massive facility. I mean, I do and I don't, but I'll never stop making it in small batches. So no matter how big the building is, we're still going to make it in small batches and we're still going to do as many things by hand as possible. And then that way you're going to get the same product 20 years from now that we started with six years ago. Right. I think that's a great idea. It's almost like an artist where, yes, you will mass produce your art on posters but then you will also have some signed prints and some originals that you'll sell as well and i think that's great to keep the the uh the art aspect of your bacon in what you do wow that's i like that can you say that one more time yes it's like an artist who is happy with selling poster prints of his work but also sells numbered prints and some originals too, just to maintain some integrity of his work and also to show the inherent value of, of what he's producing. Yeah. I like the sound of that. Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's nothing wrong with mass producing anything, but people crave, they crave the original, they crave the real deal. They, that's why people like vinyl, uh, and just analog anything, Polaroids, you know, there's just something about it that makes it better. One of the things that makes your bacon special is that it is serenaded. Tell me about that. <laughs> so, 
so always being in the restaurant business, I love live music and I love, you know, great music. So of course we have a, a music stage here that kind of, you know, where you're sitting in the courtyard at the bar, you should be right near the live music or, or the stage. Well, directly behind that stage is the bacon company. So as my bellies arrive and they go into the cure process and the smoke process and the chilling and slicing and packaging, they're all done. It takes 10 to 12 days to make a batch. So there's, you know, there's piped in music coming from the, the sound system, but there's also several live musicians that play throughout each batch. And uh, so you got to sing to your poor bellies, just like music makes you happy while you work. I think it's, uh, I, I know it intensifies the product and, and then it, help, it helps with everything from the, the workers that are putting it together to just everything. So music is a big part of our process. That's awesome. I've always wondered, everybody has their own opinions about bacon and what makes a good piece of bacon. But I want to hear from somebody who is a bacon artist, someone who is famous in the bacon world. What makes a great piece of bacon for you? All right. I, I think before you can judge bacon, you have to see it um, before it's, it's, it's baked or, or, or fried in a skillet. You need to be able to, to witness it then. And then you need to see how much it renders. And then, of course, you need to taste it. I think those three visuals kind of give you an aspect of what you're dealing with. I don't like bacon that looks beautiful but then shrinks down to nothing. <laughs> what I look for is bacon that looks beautiful in its, in its raw state and then renders well but still holds that that large slice appeal and then i don't like to fry it or bake it to where it's so crispy that you forget that it's ham it should have a hammy like flavor and texture to it um you can let it rest a bit to firm up but uh super crispy bacon is burned bacon there's really no other way to say it and I know all you crispy bacon lovers out there are mad at me for saying that. <laughs> that's that's burned bacon. And then in regards to the fat to lean ratio, um, you know, there's a reason the USDA will not grade pork, and that is it, because it's not like a beef tenderloin. You know, they, they can look at a cow that's walking in the pasture and tell you whether that's going to be select, choice, prime, whatever. But they can't do that with, with pig. But the bellies we use, I would say, would easily fall in a prime category if they were graded by the government. Um, but the fat to lean, don't, I don't like people to get too hung up on that. If it didn't have fat, it really wouldn't be bacon. If, if you're looking for, for lean pork, you probably ought to be buying a pork tenderloin. Or buy back bacon, one of the two. Yeah, or back bacon, correct, yeah. People who are just getting started making their own bacon... Or, or small batch bacon producers, what are some secrets that you could share with them about how to make that whole process enjoyable and end up with a good product? You know, everybody that is in the barbecue business or, or, or loves smoking and things like that needs to make bacon at least once. It's not something you can do fast. You by no means can rush it. And you need a lot of space. But I do encourage everybody out there that that is in the uh, in our industry that 
loves to, to smoke and try different things that they do need to make a batch of bacon every now and then to slow down a little bit uh you know it's not it's not like a lot of a lot of items like a, like butts i mean you can just you know go buy a, a pork butt and season it up and smoke it uh bacon doesn't work that way you've gotta you've gotta cure it you've gotta let nature take its course um let the salts and the sugars get in there and do what they're supposed to do and then you want to you know cold smoke it and then you know bring it up the temp in a, in a good method and a good good process and uh yeah, I, I think everybody should try it by all means. But, you know, in the end, I hope you'll order my bacon. And I will second that motion. <laughs> you alluded to this earlier, but what are your future plans for Billy's Bacon? Well, so we have two companies. We have Billy's The Restaurant, which is my whole background. It's just a silly little hamburger joint that makes its own bacon. And we want to grow those east and west along the Gulf Coast, and and then um, and then kind of go north. And then we have Billy's Small Batch Bacon, which is our other company. Um, we want that company to produce enough to support all of our own restaurants, and then we want to be able to be in really interesting grocery stores. So I want to be in fun distribution routes that are. I don't want to be in every restaurant. I don't want to be in every grocery store. I, be, I want to be in a meat market or a restaurant that does they get it. You know, when somebody says, hey, I want Billy's, they, it's a statement. And I want, in the grocery stores, I, I would like to see it displayed next to the beef tenderloins. And in a restaurant, sure, I'd love to see it on a burger. I'd love to see it on top of a salad or a baked potato. But nothing makes me happier when a chef says, I would like to treat this like a center of the plate premium protein like chef Irv Miller at Jackson Steakhouse in Pensacola buys my pork bellies every week thick slices them confites them and places them underneath his his oysters and people come from all around to get that he gets it he's not in a hurry but he's using my product to make his product stand out and those are the kind of people I want to do business with it is so rare to find an entree that is centered on bacon that's when you know you've got the right bacon when it is center stage and not just uh you know an accent i agree and that's uh that's what i get up every morning trying to do well billy we are so grateful that you uh were generous with your time today it's always a pleasure to talk to you and uh, uh all the best to you and your business thank you steve and bacon on and i look forward to, to hearing all of your, your podcasts they're so wonderful and you're allowing us makers to get on here makes a big difference yes and you're one of those reasons why uh why uh, it's an inspiring kind of thing because of of what you do so again i appreciate it thanks sir when funds allow i will make it down to billy's bacon in fairhope alabama it's going to be a road trip it's going to be fun i cannot wait it is now time for bacon news i'm steve mckenzie good news for all bacon and chicken fans, honestly. Uh, in Louisville, Kentucky, for the first time in nearly a decade, Kentucky Fried Chicken is bringing back a menu item with a cult following like none other, the KFC Double Down Sandwich. Now, this Double Down Sandwich drops at KFC restaurants nationwide on Monday, March 6th for only four weeks. 
Uh, KFC is also introducing a new premium bacon and cheese chicken sandwich. It's a double breaded, extra crispy, 100% white meat filet, a slice of cheese, two pieces of hickory smoked bacon, the Colonel's real mayo and pickles on a freshly toasted brioche bun at participating restaurants for a limited time. <sighs> so this is pretty cool. The, uh, the, the double down sandwich, it's an iconic bunless sandwich. So it features two KFC's extra crispy white meat fillets, two slices of cheese, two pieces of crispy bacon. It's a keto lover's delight. And it is back beginning Monday, March 6th. I'm going to be there. Uh, the Double Down is one of the most buzzworthy fast food menu items ever, said Nick Chavez, CMO of KFC US. After nearly a decade of people begging for its return, we're embracing the chaos, bringing back our most iconic sandwich ever for just four weeks. In other bacon news, the Blue Ribbon Bacon Festival will celebrate its 15th anniversary in 2023 for another year of bacon-centered festivities. From May 12th through the 13th at the Iowa State Fairgrounds, of course, it would have to be Iowa, the pork-producing capital of the world, uh, the Blue Ribbon Bacon Festival is a two-day celebration complete with live entertainment, competitive events, and a plethora of sizzling bacon. And I wish I was back in Illinois just, just for a moment so I could see this. Uh, in Lake Geneva, Illinois, as spring approaches, the official countdown has begun to the third annual Lake Geneva Bacon Fest at Flatiron Park in downtown Lake Geneva. Lake Geneva is just across the state line, uh, just an iconic, gorgeous, pristine city with a lake with million dollar homes on it. Uh, well, after the 2022 event, which welcomed over 5,000 attendees over two days, the 2023 event will be expanded to three days because why not? Uh, giving guests an extra day to enjoy the many creative bacon dishes provided by over 20 vendors. And along with these delicious bacon creations, the event will also have plenty of live music for everyone to enjoy, kicking off a tribute to Johnny Cash by Johnny Lyons and the Pride and Hillbilly Rockstars on Friday, May 12th. Tickets are going on sale March 1st. And that is all the bacon news for this week. Thank you for listening. And uh, I found this while I was researching for the podcast. Uh, how about some road trip bacon destinations? Now, in Alabama, and we can go through all the states, I suppose. Uh, in Alabama, there is an I Love Bacon food truck. A roaming bacon emporium on the streets of Huntsville features a 100% bacon-focused menu of sandwiches and tacos using local ingredients. Spicy, salty, and sweet flavors come together in public enemy mac and cheese, which can also be found in abundance along with bacon strips on the along with bacon strips on the notorious B.I.G. sandwich. And if your meal doesn't come with enough strips to satisfy your hunger, you can double your porkiness for a small price. That's the I Love Bacon food truck in Huntsville, Alabama. Bacon of the Week. For our Bacon Producer of the Week, it is Hill's Premium Meats of Pendleton, Oregon. They have been producing meats and bacon since 1947. It's located in the rolling hills of Pendleton, Oregon, where the gorge meets the Blue Mountains. Now, for over 60 years as a pork processor, Hill Meat has produced smoked meats with pride. 
You can find their products in grocery stores and restaurants all the way from Anchorage to San Diego, Salt Lake City to Seattle, Japan, and Korea. So their international business has sprung from these humble beginnings uh, back in 1947. They have been providing their customers with the finest quality pork products and they're family owned and operated. So they've got this pride to providing delicious filler free products. And that's important to them because they want their customers to have nothing but the best when it comes to their food. Also, Hills Meat was recently covered by Meat and Poultry Magazine. Their bacon is made from fresh pork bellies from hogs bred with Duroc genetics and raised on high-quality vegetarian feed. They season them with a select blend of spices, and then they double-smoke them to make the most delicious, savory bacon. Then it is smoked in their state-of-the-art smokehouses using natural hardwood smoke. Their processes are strategically planned so that they can create the melt-in-your-mouth quality that their customers have come to love. Some of their varieties are hickory, a.k.a. brown sugar, applewood and cherrywood smokes, as well as pepper, honey, and antibiotic-free uncured applewood varieties. Recipe of the Week. And now let's hook you up with the recipe of the week, a little more eclectic uh, this week. Bacon-wrapped dates with goat cheese and basil. Interesting combo and and very tasty. This comes to us from BensaBaconLovers.com, a virtual repository of uh, all things bacon recipes. Eliza Cross continues to manage this page to perfection and appreciate her allowing us to... uh, steal this from her site. But these bacon-wrapped dates are stuffed with creamy whipped goat cheese and fresh basil. And they're easy to make with only four ingredients. You've got bacon, you've got dates, tangy goat cheese, and peppery fresh basil. And that's it. So uh, you combine the bacon, the dates, the goat cheese, the fresh basil leaves, and uh, it's magical. (laughs) Uh, You can find the details of this recipe on BensaBaconLovers.com and look for bacon-wrapped dates with goat cheese and basil. And that's it for this edition of the Bless My Bacon podcast. Thanks again to Billy Stitt for being on the show. Uh, Appreciate his passion for the craft and just his willingness to be on. As I know, he is busy, more busy than ever doing his thing down there in Fairhope. Um, I appreciate you listening. And if you have friends who love bacon, turn them onto the podcast. And if you want to be on the show, if you're a bacon expert or if you have something to share that bacon people want to hear, get a hold of me. Email me, contact me somehow, some way, and, uh, and we'll get you on the show. And until next time, God bless you, God bless your bacon, and God bless my bacon. Bless my bacon!